and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. A blank space. Lee. And Lee. Uh, yeah, still still no Chris. I think I think he's, I think he's. we can come to the conclusion he's having a few weeks off. Yeah, I th- I, what we have come, uh, come to now from, like, essentially at one point, being a team of five, we've now got to the point where nobody can have a day off. Nobody can be sick. <laughs> It's yeah. I, everybody needs to take vitamins, like cod liver oil, anything to keep us going. I, right I have my vitamins right here next to where I'm recording. I had a vitamin this morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, I think Chris has actually been forced to work today by his uh, by his evil overlords. Bit mm, grim because, like some other countries, we've uh, we've had a bank holiday today. Uh, I work today. Yeah. Yeah, you had to commentate on the bank holiday. Yes. Because in the Isle of Man, they have this bizarre thing where they've got to have one outdoor sitting of Parliament every year. I've got a bit of a, a Manx tan going on as well. I've got only the V-neck of the, the dress I had on, and it was a three-quarter length sleeve, so I've just got sort of like pinky bottom of forearms. And a white and a white nice. band under where your Fitbit's been. No yeah, doubt. it's a solid look. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, I think uh, I think Chris has had to um, had to actually work again today, so he will be joining us again soon. Honest. I yeah. mean, he did surface at some points during the weekend because I know for a fact he was watching the race because we, we were chatting with him. Um, talking of the uh, the Austrian Grand Prix, like last year. Better than the Styrian Grand Prix. Yes. Certainly more going I on. I thought it was a good race, you know. Yeah, I thought it was decent enough. Like, I, I genuinely thought it was a good race. I, I know I know Verstappen checked out, and it was obvious like from the word go, but I think there was enough going on, especially like who was going to make up the rest of the podium. There was enough going on for the rest of the race, especially daft penalties. Uh, well, yeah. Um, eight drivers ended up um, ended up with penalties either from qualifying or during the race, mm-hmm. which just seems a little, a little excessive. But I think for once the stewards were actually pretty consistent. I think that was the problem, isn't it? They set the bar well, very I mean, low, was... and then just from there it was mm. like, oh, we've got to penalise. We'll get onto this a bit more later, but we've got to penalise Perez because he did the same as Norris. And you sort of, once you've set the standard, then you're sort I... of stuck there aren't you yeah it, it doesn't make sense does it yeah it's it's making everybody's super licenses look a bit points heavy as well yeah some people are going to be a bit clenched for a few yeah. races yeah I, I just can't understand it I mean we, we went through this thing didn't we uh, like a few years ago where people were getting penalised all over the place and then there had to be a meeting about it and then everyone came out and said yeah, yeah right, we're going to let people race Obviously, that's what they're fucking here for. Um, but like, if you if you are overtaken, what what I mean? What do we do now? Right, so take Lando because I don't know what anyone else's point situation is. He's two points away from a ban mm-hmm. after Silverstone. He loses two, so he's still four points away from a ban even after after Silverstone. Um, so how's he supposed to approach racing from now on? Yeah, and that his next points no, after it, it, that, it, 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 it's stupid. Yeah, his next points after that don't come off until the fifteenth of November. So for those though that he's going to be on yeah. eight points through until the middle of November, assuming he doesn't pick up any more. 
Yeah. I mean, right, let's face it. Um, the radio, radio calls and team principals being on television and stuff like that are the um are the like the the football dives of formula one aren't they the minute somebody does something wrong somebody's there to complain about it so obviously perez is going to say he got pushed off because he's not going to be happy turning around and saying oh yeah i probably shouldn't have put my car there i was going to get run out of tracks sooner or later but when you've got christian horner that comes on television and says, oh, yeah, it was probably a racing incident. You know, Christian Horner that likes to complain about fucking everything. Um, I I really think that that's, like, the stewards should have took notice of that. But seemingly they didn't because, I mean, it was it, three It was three, of the pe- three ju- out of all the penalties were for forcing the driver off track. And Perez was involved in all the incidents. Yeah, I've just worked it out. Yeah, I've just worked it out. I've worked it out why he came on Sky and why he said it was a racing incident because he absolutely didn't want Russell to have a penalty and take him out of like the like battling with the Mercedes. So Perez has accused Norris of running off the road. Christian Horn has been in the garage going, what are you doing, you fucking idiot? And he's then got on the blower to ask if he can come on to onto Sky and then said, no, no, it was a racing incident trying to pad it all down because he didn't want Norris not being in front of the Mercedes. I got a bit lost in... At one point, did you say Russell but meant Norris? Sorry, Norris, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got very lost. I was like, what did, what did Russell do? Um, but yeah, yeah, having Lando there... Yeah, I know what you mean. Be, yeah. Having him there and slowing down Hamilton for 20 laps was convenient for Red Bull. Mm. And let's face it, like the the pace he had, you take that five second penalty off uh, Norris, he was second. Yeah, he'd have come out ahead of Bottas, he wouldn't yeah, he? He would have stops. been second. Yeah, he had. Yeah, uh, and, he definitely like, had the even, pace. But he and he was even towards the end of the race, he was still quicker than Bottas. It was just the fact that uh, he was saying every time he got in the like within a second of Bottas, he lost the front end. So if he'd have been ahead of Bottas, I think he'd have been quicker than him. Quite possibly. We'll look at that in more detail in a bit, but we'll do the usual start mm. from the back. Um, a non-penalised team in 18th and 19th um, has apparently were at the event this weekend. But they were penalised. Mazepin got a 30-second penalty. Oh, you didn't... You didn't. Did I Did I forget Mazepin? You you oh, my apologies. That, case, that means nine drivers. Yes. Mazepin... Just took it as red. <laughs> Just took it as red. Mazepin was in a trouble somewhere <laughs> i mean he's he's one of the drivers with more penalty points funnily enough um but yeah so yeah mazepin got a 30 second penalty after the race for not slowing under the yellows caused by the raikkonen vettel crash um how can you tell if a house is slowing down or not that's reasonable. Yeah, it's a fair request. Um, it, it doesn't crash into you. That's like, what does a slowed down house look like? Is it just crawling around like a milk float? <laughs> no, that's full speed. <laughs> um, I do think this thing about his car being heavier than Schumacher's is interesting. Is this he, a thing? I've not heard this. Yeah, he, he says 20 kilos, mm. Gunter says two. Now... No, Gunter said one of the cars is heavier, and he said, I'm not sure which one it is, which is clearly bullshit. 
Um, oh, the, the one so, I the yeah, one I read I, but the one I, I read Gunter said uh, said there was about a two kilo difference between the cars. I'm not sure. I I it does like because I I mean I'm not saying like because I I don't think Mick Schumacher is very good. So it's not like I'm saying Mazepin is fucking amazing as because he should be there with Schumacher, but it certainly explains the difference between them because there wasn't that gulf between them in F2. How have they built two cars that are different weights? Is this a conscious decision, or have they just inexplicably made one slightly heavier? Well, how have Delara done I'd it? You mean? Yes, that's old it. parts. <clears throat> Possibly. Mm. No, but I, I guess it's because the part the cars have got different parts. Mm. You know, if they're if they've said right, we're not um, we're not building any like new cars for this year. We're just going to make these legal and go forward. I would think they've recycled quite a lot of parts so if they haven't quite had the amount of parts to recycle that could explain why one of the cars is a different weight yeah that's fair mm. or Mazepin's wallet fell under the pedals and they didn't notice or there's that that's yeah. also true <laughs> um, regardless of who had the heavier car and who had the least slow car they were both fucking terrible again yeah and I think with absolutely zero development in the top um, the top teams and certainly Red Bull putting more into next year's car, are we going to see a Haas um, outside 107% this season? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think They're not I... going to get that much quicker. Because, I mean, Red Bull are developing, but they're going to stop at some point, yeah. aren't they? Uh, you just got, just got to wonder, I mean, it, if, it gets, if it gets to Belgium and they are that far off the pace... Yeah, I don't think they're in imminent yeah. danger at the minute, but we'll see, I suppose. But yeah, I, they need to have something up the sleeve for next year, apart from obviously the new name, new ownership, and racing under the Russian flag, which we all know <laughs> is going to happen. Let's not forget they're not um, Hispania bad. Oh no, that is true. <clears throat> no, again, no. it's a lo- it's a <clears throat> low it's a low teams. bar we're setting. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, you know, they aren't they aren't Lola, but also they aren't Minardi. You know, at least Minardi, no. at least no, Minardi no. occasionally scored points uh, when it was points in the top six as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, you know, which made it all all the better achievement. Um, right, next Aston mm. Martin, bad week. Stroll thirteenth, penalised. Yep, speeding in the pit lane. Mm. And Vettel 17th, three-place grid dropping qualifying for being the last one of the train that bollocks up Alonso's last flying lap in Q2. That all felt harsh, didn't it? It was It was harsh on I mean, every- Alonso obviously had his thing done. Yeah. It, it, was, hard, it was harsh on everyone because there were other drivers in front of Vettel. That's the thing. It wasn't yeah. purely a situation of Vettel's creation. He just happened to be the first car that Alonso came across. Had he got out of the way, he'd have probably then got done by signs. Yeah. As it was, Vettel didn't get a chance to set another Q2, uh, Q2 lap because with him moving out of the way, that actually meant that he missed the chequered flag. But he still he still ended up in Q3. But mm. wasn't it Bottas that was the f- top of that train that sort of... 
him trying to make space for yes, himself. Yes, so I think was it was Bottas followed like by Signs followed by Vettel. I think so. Yeah, even mm. if Vettel had got out the way, Alonso yeah. wasn't going anywhere. See, I feel in that situation, rather than it be the last person that was penalised, it should be the first, the one that the one that's nearest to the line or slowest moving at the time. Yeah, the the one that the one that causes the problem because I say he's backed everybody up. Do you know what I mean? It's if that was a car accident, it would be uh, well, it would be the guy behind, wouldn't it? But so fuck off, Lee, you're wrong. But um, <laughs> he uh, he you know, he's caused it. You know, he's caused the issue there, and Vettel got the the like penalised for it. Shame as well. You know, it's uh, it, it felt like. Um, Especially during the race, too. Not that like his retirement was his fault, but it, you kind of felt we had a bit more of broken Vettel back. You know, he didn't really do a lot. Yeah, I mean, he managed to. It was a what was he twelfth, uh, thirteenth? Yeah, was got he was going for twelve. He was wasn't he was thirteenth. He? he was overtaking Raikkonen when mm. they kind of collected each other. Mm. You know, he should probably have been a little bit further up than that. But then again, Stroll was behind him, which I think just says, where was the race pace? Yeah, I think mm. that's it. It just wasn't, yeah, wasn't there for them, was it? You know, I mean, the, no, lo- the looks the looked, all, looked all right last time. Just maybe something about the conditions this week just wasn't... And the tyres as well. Don't forget, it was a softer tyre this mm. weekend, which yeah, I think is why we saw like Alfa Tori doing a two-stop. Yeah, that is that is true. Um, but yeah, just another one to forget for Aston Martin. Uh, right, Alfa Romeo, Giovinazzi with a penalty in fourteenth, Raikkonen with a penalty in fifteenth. Um, the Kim, the Kimi and Seb move. What the hell? What the hell was it? I have no idea. It just seemed to come out of nothing. Like Raikkonen was battling with Russell. Mm. Which wasn't going anywhere, and then Vettel just seemed to get involved, and all of a sudden there's two cars in the gravel. Yeah, I'm not sure. It, 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 it to me it looked like Vettel, like Ra- had half a run on uh, Vettel, but before he was in the position where Vettel could see him, Vettel was already moving. You know to. Uh, to take the corner, but Kim, Kimmy was ahead. Then Vettel got his nose ahead, and then they took each other off. No, Vettel was ahead. Kimmy was trying to get past. Yeah, Raikkonen was penalised. Um, yeah, but Raikkonen won. Yeah. Raikkonen was ahead the corner before Vettel got past, and Raikkonen was coming yeah, back. Yeah, Vettel in. sort of Vettel kind of got alongside yeah. going down the straight. Yeah, Vettel, um, Raikkonen was trying to have a run, I think, into the next corner, wasn't he? But by the time he got like a wheel next to Vettel's back wheel, it was already time for Vettel to be taking the line mm. to take the corner. And so it's because, and if you actually, if you look at, um, if you look at Vettel's car, I don't even think he was turning. He was just sort of following the road because he doesn't move the wheel from inside the car. He's just, he's just where he is. There's, I don't, I don't. I don't think he was to blame in any way for that crash. It was just. It was. It was a racing incident. Oh, it's, it, it, de- it, def- it, it. It definitely was a racing incident. I think. I think Kimmy was. Um. I don't know. Lack of concentration. He was probably. A, a, last lap as well, wasn't it? Me, you know, like last lap, yeah. sort of, to try and get past. Maybe he thought 
because they're mates as well. Maybe maybe he thought maybe um, Vettel might have been a little bit easier to get in on the inside of. But I think I, I, I don't know. It, it essentially, doesn't it, it's pointless, isn't it? Because neither of them were fighting for points or anything. Like yeah, that. they were battling it was for just 12. A pointless crash. I think that's it, though. I think as Raikkonen, like two corners before, had been trying to get past Russell, and then all of a sudden he's got Vettel on him. I think he was possibly a bit panicky. Yeah, possibly. Um, and it's starting to look like Vettel's last. It's it's starting to look like Raikkonen's last year, isn't it? I think it. I think it will be. We say this every year. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's... we've we've said this every year since we started. Yeah, five years. We've been yeah, but he's this. been slow. He's been slow. Yeah, he's been slow this year, and like the, I'm thinking back to like Damon Hill and um, David Coulthard. And you can tell when it's a driver's last year because they get a bit slow, then they get a bit crashy, and then they leave. And I'm I am wondering whether if if this is this the beginning of Raikkonen being a little bit crashy as well. Um, possibly. Yeah, uh, we didn't mention, we didn't really mention Stroll so much when we were talking about Aston Martin, not, right? but <clears throat> it was terrible. <laughs> And he sped in the pit lane. That's about. That's yeah. about all you can him say for him. Speeding in the pit lane is about the only thing I can tell you from his uh, his his uh, activities. Mm. And Giovinazzi in fourteenth, also participated in the race. Yeah, punted Ocon off. Got in trouble for twatting about under the safety car. Think that was about his day. Was his first? His was first safety car overtake, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, before the safety it car line. It was before the safety car line, so the safety car had pulled off the track and he just got a bit keen, I think. Yeah, bit of a bit of a non-event. Um, right, next up, the saddest 11th place in F1 Aww. history. Mm. Even Alonso said he was sad about it. Mm, and then called him a future world champion. Oh. Well, he said that before, hasn't he? It, there seems to be a blossoming bromance between Alonso and Russell. Nah, that's the next driver, young driver who wants to suck all the life essence out of him to get another year <laughs> on his career. Yeah, that, that's it. The, uh, did you not notice how, like, there was this uh, when he hugged him, he, like he stood back, and, like one of his eyes was blue. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because. George Russell is quite sort of big on like the 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 e get e racing and he's big on the socials. He's thinking, oh, this one this one could sell some hats if I get him on side now. <laughs> get him in a hat. He hasn't got a youth hatist, has he? Now I don't think he has at the moment. No, no now Lando's not doing it anymore. Um, I was yeah, I was Lando's replaced all the Camaro stuff with Quadrant. That's why. <laughs> well, it is his own brand. Um, and and his own esports team. But yeah, I was I was gutted for George. I mean, gets into Q three for the first time, mm-hmm. with a penalty starts from eight. Um, had a bad start. I think he, I think he was twelfth by uh, by the time the safety car came out because he, he just got swallowed up by everyone on turn three. Because he got he got mm. forced onto the inside and um, was that far offline that everyone just, everyone was able to go around him and um, lost about four places. But then got back up to 10th, and I was watching the gap coming down, thinking, it's, it, it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen, and it bloody didn't happen. What does he have to do to get points in the Williams? Because um, he has Johnny Herbert levels of bad luck. Well, I've been thinking about this, 
and like he was he went to the grid and if you remember they they were saying that there might be something wrong with his car yeah mm. on the back end and williams turned around and said no there's nothing wrong with we've checked we've checked the numbers then he has a bad start now th- maybe uh, there's been nothing said about whether there was something wrong with his car but let's just for the sake of the the, the best information we have is William saying there was nothing on the numbers to say there was anything wrong with this car. So let's take that at face value and say that George was maybe nervous going to the grid, think, yo, and he had a couple of gremlins inside his head rather than in his car, and then he has a bad start. Is Russell Russell being stuck in a Williams making him desperate because he knows that... The, those slight glimmers of hope he has to get a decent result are so fleeting in that car. He's also got to try and impress his masters to get himself in a decent car next year. Well, apparently there's a big boss if of Mercedes. Russell doesn't get into a, a, a car. Well, the big boss of Mercedes was there this week. So I was just going to say, if... Yeah, apparently so. Um, but if he doesn't get in, a re- in another car soon, is he... Um, is it going to like really be detrimental to his career and his confidence? After three years in a complete shed, how can it not be? Yeah, you know, I've I've I've, I've been a Williams fan since God, um, Alan Jones. So you know, we're going back forty mm. forty years here, and you know, it's. It's testing my patience as a fan. What that must be like for somebody who it's their livelihood and their career and their reputation. You know, I dread to think of the turmoil that it's putting him through. Uh, He also turned around and said that in the three years he's been in Formula One, that battle he had with Alonso is the first time he's fought anybody in Formula One. Um. Yeah, because Bottas didn't put up much of a fight in uh, <laughs> at the Squirrel, did he? <laughs> no, or, he didn't. Or, or when they both no, ended Bottas up didn't in a, put up in a heap. much of a fight. <laughs> um, that's yeah. where I thought you were going. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I assumed you were referencing. <laughs> <laughs> he also said at some point this weekend that he will have a Mercedes engine in the back of whatever he's driving an F1 next year. When, right. when he when he was asked about Lewis's new contract and uh, who's Lewis's twenty twenty two teammate. Now read into that what you will. Um, I th- I think that's just a um, just playing the media game. And I think yeah, okay, he's been offered an extension at Williams if Mercedes don't move him up the ranks because I can't see him going to McLaren at the moment because I think Danny mm-hmm. Rick's got another year another Why? year there. I, I think that's, I think they'd pay Danny Rick off and get Russell in if they could. I can't see it happening somehow. Well, he's not going to go to Aston Martin. He might go to Red Bull. With a Mercedes in the back of the car? Well, no, he, um, that's, got, that's done if they don't put him in the car. In the same, in the same situation as um, Van Dorn was. Because both Russell and Ocon were in the same situation, where it, like this was the year. If Mercedes don't put them in their car, they're free to go about their business. I, th- I still think 
um, Total Wolf has got something to do with it management-wise, but I don't think there's a legal obligation. There's a like a legal obligation that keeps him to the Mercedes program after this year. No, but what he was saying was he w- he will be in a car powered by a Mercedes engine next year. So that's that says well, to, yeah, that's, but... that, that says to me a deal's already been done somewhere. That's I, I personally, like, I, I mean, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate here because I think he will be announced for Mercedes next weekend, uh, next race at Silverstone. Oh yeah, it's that, that's that's bound to happen. Yeah. If he doesn't get confirmed next week at uh, the next race, he's not in Mercedes. I'll go as far to say that, and I think Bottas will be uh, will be confirmed the week at uh, the race after that, or over the summer break, something like that. But if they, if they don't confirm Russell at Silverstone with a full crowd, then it's not happening. Um, and like, I I still think he'll. Yeah, you know, it's and even if there is like a deal that the Mercedes can strike up with with Russell to to keep him sort of on a as an option going into the future, I still think he's got to go somewhere else. And I, I just I don't I don't think McLaren or Red Bull would say no. I don't think going to Red Bull would be a good move. Going to Red Bull that tends not to be a good move for anyone, apart from, you know, apart from the chosen one of the week. <laughs> and as soon as you're no longer the chosen one, it's a bad move going to Red yeah. Bull. Mm-hmm. Even Perez, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's a done deal. Or it's been a good move. You know, at least he's he's won a race. You know, he's he's up there uh, fighting at the front. But it does seem to be. Oh, very much on the day whether he manages to get the car to work for him or not. Yeah, but that's how Red Bull second drivers usually work, isn't it? Or certainly is in the Max era. I still think absolutely. Pe- I still think Perez is going to um, end up with a two with two more years at Red Bull. Don't know if he'll get two years, to be honest, but I, I, I can see them keeping him mm. for next year for the continuity of nothing else. Yeah, they might, they yeah. Might, I mean, he might turn into... They might bot at yeah. him and just give him one-year deals until he gets bored. Yeah, I, it, it would make sense if he can be come, on board, come, on, come on board a bit more. It would make sense for him to be uh, Verstappen's massa. You know, I think he, he fits that role quite well. I think I've said that before, haven't I, years ago about um, Perez, that I think he'd make a good number two to a world champion. After his first first try at being number two to a world champion didn't work out, but that's how McLaren was working. Yeah, at the time. he didn't get the number two bit then. <laughs> yeah, he didn't get the number two bit then. I think I think he gets it now. Yeah. Um, the other Williams, Latifi, was well also penalised for not slowing down in the uh, Vettel Raikkonen thing, and didn't really notice him. No, I don't remember anything he no. did particularly. Um, he 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 was Canadian. He, and, he apparently was there. Yeah, and uh, as well as um, Happy July the Fourth to all our American listeners for uh, yesterday as it is now. Canada Day sometime it's soon? soon. It's this week, I think. Is it the tenth? I'm 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 just googling it now. I think it's been, hasn't it? Oh, it was last week. It was uh-huh. it was the first. Yeah, I think. No, um, a one in it. Well, in that in that case, um, sorry to all our Canadian listeners for missing Canada Day. 
sorry being, of course, your national word. <laughs> Just wait for the tweets. <laughs> they'll be very polite about uh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll apologise for call- <laughs> calling me something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Alpine, Alonso, we've sort of, we've sort of touched on. Um, Ocon punted out lap one, brought out the safety car. Yeah, just went into a gap that wasn't really going to be there for much longer. And in the words of Senna, if you no longer go for a gap, you no, you're no longer a racing driver. I mean, this is true, but yeah, I think given who was involved, I think it was pretty obvious <laughs> that gap was was not going to be stable. Temporary. Yeah. Um, Alonso, I think we can call it a recovery drive from, obviously, nightmare qualifying. And the most pissed off I think I've ever heard him on the radio. This this beats GP2 engine. His hmm. is, um, is Q2 rant. Did he actually give Vettel the finger? I, I, I don't there think was it was a hand the finger, gesture. it was a hand gesture. Raikkonen gave Mazepin the finger yeah. during practice. That was very entertaining. Um, but I don't think it was quite as detailed as the finger. I think it was generic, exasperated hand. Yeah, exasperated Mediterranean flap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's on a certain type of aircraft, isn't it? You've got you to check them before you take off in crosswinds. <laughs> I think we've just got this week's title as well. <laughs> Um, but yeah, a good, good recovery drive um, back in back into the points, and he's definitely coming to terms with the car. Ocon, on the other hand, everyone's calling it the contract hangover. It was a bit now in qualifying. I yeah, I think two weeks in a row has he not been been out in Q one. Yeah, it uh, might just be this. This is not his track, but um, yeah. Yeah, he missed, he missed Q one in one of the races, uh, Q two in one of the races last year in Austria as well, I think. Yeah, it just doesn't quite know how this one works. Yeah, and put your foot, put your foot down and go for it. <laughs> unless you got, unless you're about to be Jovanazzi. Um, yeah, mm. can't, yeah, we've not really learned anything new about Alpine this week, apart from or these last two weeks, apart from um, this this circuit isn't for Ocon and. Alonso's getting used to the car. But considering where Renault have been in the past, I think that's that's actually quite a good thing. You know, we've not suddenly made any stunning discoveries yeah. like, oh God, it falls apart when it gets into seventh gear again. Or put Jolie, yeah, put I, Jolie it, and Palmer behind like the wheel. Car of compromise. Yeah. Put Jolie and Palmer behind the wheel and it instantly turns into a fire hazard through no fault of his. Hmm. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean about the compromise. Because I mean, Renault have traditionally gone for the uh, for the high rake. They've lowered it a bit, and all of a sudden, this year's aero favours the high rake teams. <laughs> this year's aero favours something like <laughs> like a plus size, maybe. <laughs> Because, I mean... This year's era of favours body positivity. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the Renault rake, the car used to look like it was going downhill when it was going uphill. There was that bigger yeah, rake did on ha- the back. It did have mm. particularly, like, high ass. Mm. And maybe if they'd have kept the philosophy into this season, we could we could actually be seeing better results from them. And they may, have, they may have just got the maths wrong and they're now trying to sort of develop the way out of it. Maybe I don't think they're developing, are they? Really, I think it's. I haven't noticed. I think they're another massive. team that are. 
Yeah, I yeah. think they're another team sort of treading water until next year. We need to get Scarves back on soon and um, get them to point out if there's been anything sort of majorly new happened and how much development we've, ha- we've actually break seen. would be good. Yeah. Um, if you're listening, Craig, drop us a line. If not, I'll just start bugging you. <laughs> uh, right, Alpha Tori. Uh, Gasly in ninth and a doubly penalised Sonoda in twelfth. Yeah, two ridiculous penalties for crossing the white line on the way into the pit entry. Both times, exactly the same way, exactly the same style, both times he came into the pit lane. How do you achieve this? Well, when his first pit stop, it looked like they called him in really late because he, he was losing the back end as he was turning in and coming into, the, coming into the pit lane. I didn't see it the second time, but, you know, did they, did they tell him late again and they were just fucking with Not him? Not that I know of. I'm, begin- I'm calling it now. This is either this is either the last year for Sonoda or next year will be the last year. Last year. I don't. He's, as yeah. soon as Honda's gone, he'll be gone. I don't think we'll be keeping him on. I, I'm pretty certain he went. He went in as a makeaway, and let's face it, what else have they got? I, I think it was that, and maybe to keep Honda uh, happy. Maybe he even putting him into Formula One might have even been part of the deal. For Red Bull to take on the IP of the engine, I was saying mm-hmm. I was saying that to some friends over the weekend, and those kind of deals seem to happen in F one all the time. I did I did hear a rumor that um, Sochi was only on the calendar was only going to be guaranteed on the calendar while there was a Russian driver on the grid, which is why Red Bull, uh, well, the Red oh, Bull right, organization right. or AlphaTauri were able to get rid of Kvyat. Now that there's another Russian there. Oh. Interesting. Because F1 want a race in Russia sense. for the exposure. And, you know, now, yeah. now it's moving to St. Petersburg. So I don't know, what, <clears throat> don't know whether a similar similar clause is going to exist in that contract, but it looks like we'll be uh, having Mazepin for a while. Because for his dad. Well, of course there will be. Because he's, well, he's he, going to buy the team. Yeah. You know, Formula One is rapidly becoming take your son to work day. (laughs) Oh, speaking of which, we should mention, since you brought it up, last week, (laughs) Lee was very surprised to learn there is a Dave Schumacher. Oh, yes. Who won his first F3 race at the weekend. Dave, son of Ralph. Yeah, so there he is. David Schumacher, the other one. (laughs) I always think that when you... uh, when somebody names their child, I mean, like, like Dave, um, <laughs> it, it it always strikes me like as as a distinct lack of optimism for that <laughs> child. I mean, it, it, his dad is Ralph Schumacher, so <laughs> how much yeah, optimism are you starting with? Character because it's an it's no no, but Ralph's an odd one because you don't get many Ralphs. You know, you don't get, like, well, you, apart from Wiggum, well, I can't really think of another one. Uh, after, Wreck it, Ralph. And Furman. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you do in Germany. It's, fairly, yeah. it's, a, fairly, it's a fairly common German name. But Dave, like, every... <laughs> I don't think I've ever met a Dave that's under 39. <laughs> My auntie Yvonne's Yorkshire Terrier. That's a, that's a Dave. Not a human Dave, though, is it? No, true. It's probably over 39 in dog years no. now. <laughs> Don't get me fucking started on animals with people names. 
<laughs> That's another fucking pet hate of mine. Pet hate? <laughs> He'll get there. So, how is Jensen the cat? <laughs> That's different. That's after a sporting personality. <laughs> so, does that mean we can get away with Bruno? Because he could... I don't know if he is, but he could easily be named after Bruno, uh, Frank Bruno. Yeah. Because he is a bit of a bruiser. Mars. Yeah, Could be named after Bruno, Bruno Mars. Yeah, yeah. Why not? More of a, it's more more of a brand than a person. <laughs> and we think Dizzy's named after Gillespie because it's a very. I think she's named after Rascal because <laughs> um, her brother was Marla, and Dizzy Gillespie and Marla are very sort of upper end radio station listener taste in music things. <laughs> well, there we go. Could be named that was after an interlude. The, uh, egg. Oh god! Could, could be named after the egg I'd, of. Uh, I'd forgotten about that game. Eighties game fame. <laughs> Dizzy's Great Adventure. <laughs> well, you can usually hear a part. Oh, tre- Treasure Island Dizzy's brilliant. <laughs> Need another retro game in night soon. Um, what we're talking about? Ah, oh, yes, Sonoda. Absolutely bloody pointless in a makeway. Gasly, a disappointing ninth place for him, and that's a very, very odd thing to say. Gas- Gasly not top- being top six. Yeah, but right. How long have we seen this for, though? The amount of times we've we've seen uh, Toro Rosso with a good car or what we think is a good car and able to do absolutely nothing with it. I think they went all in a bit too early on the two-stop strategy because a lot of the teams that they got beaten by, or a lot of the drivers that sort of passed Gasly in particular, were ones who did quite a long first stint. Mm. So the uh, the idea that he was on newer tyres towards the end didn't actually give him that much of an advantage because everyone around him had stopped late as well. Yeah, I think I think they strategised themselves out of it. Two-stopper was looking more likely this weekend with the softer tyres. But it's, um, it's how you manage it. And, but yeah, there is a bit of that. But then you've also got that the circuit would have been more rubbered in this week because I don't think it was that wet during the week they had three support series it should have sort of offset the difference in the tyre strategy in the tyre <coughs> compounds yeah but don't, don't forget they did, they did have the Porsche Super Cup this week and they've usually got to sort of cleanse the track after it and get rid of all the bits of Porsche well yeah that is true uh, right Ferrari a little bit of resurgence um, Carlos in 5th and Leclerc in 8th no penalties for either of them yeah shite qualifying though wasn't it yeah that was absolutely abysmal I was um, I think both out in Q2 mm-hmm. and you know we were, we were seeing the uh, we were seeing the slow last season's vintage Ferrari again at one point I thought but it looks like they had mm. uh, they had a bit of race pace between them and yeah what happened to Leclerc he got stuck tangling up with Perez did he not um yeah I mean Perez had him off the track twice but he was yeah. he was stuck behind Sonoda for quite a while as well he was in um in the early oh, stages right, of the race so he... he was he was it was in that Sonoda train because I think I think Sonoda was running um running about eighth at one point and the next six cars behind him were all in DRS range of each other and nobody, nobody could get past him for a while. And I think that's um, mm. that's that's what slowed Leclerc down quite a bit. 
then obviously the um, we the two things with Perez didn't help matters later on. Yeah, he must have picked up a bit of damage from that as well because, um, like, science had to be let past, didn't he? Yeah, and there wasn't. Um, I mean, it was definitely letting him pass because there wasn't any defending going on there, and science just buggered off up the road. I think as well at that point. I think science had stopped a bit radio. later. Yeah, um, Signs thanked him, didn't he? And said, I'll, I'll get it done or something along yeah, those lines. Because, yeah, they were, they, were both, they were both trying to hunt down Ricardo. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Signs had stopped a, a good chunk of laps later, so I think he had the newer tyres. Yeah, cause, uh, Science was the last one to make a first stop. Because uh. I think we were, coming in, we were coming into the second stop pit window by the time, that, by the time he did, because he started on hards and he ran them for... I think it was about forty laps. Fair enough. I'm not, I've not got the not got the numbers in front of me, but he was he was out for ages, and that one did pay off because he went into a new set of mediums and managed to get the uh, managed to get the jump on Ricardo and be within the um, ten seconds of Perez when he got his penalty at the end. Penalties. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's easy to lose count. Right, McLaren. Was Lando done out of second? Possibly. Absolutely. Yeah. The penalty did was the reason I think that Bottas came out ahead of him after the pits. Yeah, because Lando went in two seconds ahead, came out two and a half seconds behind. And but that qualifying though, damn near got pulled. Yeah. Purple in the first two sectors, and then just uh, a bit of oversteer on um, on the final corner, and that was enough to uh, that was enough to drop him. What was it? Twenty three hundredths off pole, something something ridiculously. Mm. Twenty three thousand. Sorry. No, I think it was hundredths. I think it was hundredths. Not point not two or something. Yeah, I, I yeah, that sounds about right. But. Um, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Saw a tweet from um, from Damon Hill earlier, and he was saying that when Zach Brown first signed Lando, he thought that he was taking a massive chance, but on him being so young and unproven. But it appears to have paid off. Since this time, well, since this equivalent race last year, yes, it, yes, it has. You know, he's fast. He likes Austria, and. That car is worlds away from any McLaren that we've seen for a long time. McLaren hadn't had a front row start while we've been doing the podcast. Good Lord, that's a thing. The last time a McLaren started on the front row was Brazil 2012. Oof. Which was Lewis Hamilton's last um... race for the team. That came from Virtual Startman. No, no, he's wrong. Oh, whoa, whoa. This, is, this is a this Jensen is controversial. Jensen Button got pole position in Belgium. Jensen Button got pole position in Belgium what in year was 2000 that? and... Oh, was, that, was it 2011? Maybe he is right. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let's have a look. Quick bit of Googling. I can't remember when did Button get pole in, in for... But he did, he did get pole in Belgium, didn't he? Because he... He got pole and won the race. I think it might have been 2011. It now. was 2012. According to oh, was it? the internet. Yes. 
But that was still before the last race of that season, which was in Brazil. Yes, Hamilton got four yeah. points yeah, yeah, after yeah, that. Cool. So, yes. I, I, I had it in my head that Hamilton wasn't Button's teammate uh. at the time, but yeah, he must have been. And the, now I remember he was because uh, that was the year Hamilton, uh, well, he seemed to crash with Massa every weekend. Oh, yes. I oh, the, the year of Don't Touch Me Man. Don't Touch Me Man. Yeah. But yes, that was uh, that was McLaren's last front row start, the um the 2012 Brazilian Grand Prix which of course came after Belgium. So, yeah, that that's the first time as a podcast we've seen a McLaren starting on the front row. I, I find that really hard to believe. We've killed them. Yeah, this is stunned <laughs> silence all round, I think. Really, no, no, no. <laughs> Um, other side of the garage, oh, yeah. uh, Danny Rick getting up to seventh from another bad qualifying. That's the thing. It was a good race, but yeah, what the fuck is the qualifying? His one lap pace is terrible. He's just he's just not got the car in um, in qualifying mode at all. Mm. You know, I, it would be interesting to see what his lap times were like compared to um, Lando's. You know, in in race trip. Yeah, yeah. In race laps. Yeah, because he certainly he certainly didn't um, certainly not had it in qualifying for a while. I mean, I, the internet is full of ah, oh, get him, get him out, get rid. You know, he's not, he's not doing it. He's still having a better season than he had his first season in Renault. I don't I don't think he is. I don't know because he wasn't that he wasn't this far behind Ock. He wasn't this far behind Ocon. It would have been Hulkenberg, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it was Hulk. Um, yeah, but he's got oh, more... Hulkenberg. Yeah, yeah he's got he, he's got way. more he's got more points. <laughs> yeah, but he's got a better car. Of course, he's got more points. But he's because that McLaren is better than that Renault was. But like, he, as far as teammates, I mean, I uh, he's the way he's been done by Lando. This is this is what happened with. Um, oh, Gasly, you know, or, or Albon, and they they didn't see a whole season out for their team. True, but McLaren isn't Red Bull. No, but it, it doesn't. Mm. I'm just saying, in comparison, like I, I, if you if you look into team teammate battles, um, Ricardo is doing the worst against his teammate. Consistently, week after week after week, I know it. He was a second adrift of Lando in qualifying, a whole second. Yeah, this this is why I'm saying this is this is what he needs to do. Just get his um, but I, I, but get his, can't, get his qualifying performance sorted. But yeah, that's what I mean. That's why it'd be interesting to look at the comparative lap times because. Is it is it just the qualifying? If he could have qualified with Lando, would he have stuck up there or would he have fell backwards into the pack? Um, could he have, if he'd have swapped them uh, around, could he have got himself onto the podium in that car? Because wh- whatever it is, I I, I think um, if you go back and look, I mean, he's got more points than he had in Renault. But if you were to go back and look at the results comparative to his teammate, I think he was on board quicker in the Renault than he has been with McLaren. 
this this time in the Renault, he was kind of on board with it. He was still complaining about the brakes a little bit, but he was up there. He was comparative comparative to his teammate, probably beaten Nico by now. Um, whereas there just doesn't seem to be anything by like anything there. It could be the fact that maybe he's not working with McLaren, not even just the car. Maybe he's not like gelling with the way the team works. It could be. I mean, I'm just I'm just looking at the 29 season at the moment, and Danny and Hulk were pretty similar until um, until the summer break. Um, in fact, until yeah, until they were they were they were similar. Yeah, there wasn't. So, so that means instantly, that that year was better than this year. Yeah, but I mean, you you can't always compare against a teammate. You know, it's how you're doing with the car and against other teams. I, I think we would say Lando is better than Hulkenberg. I would I would think so. Yeah, I mean, but that that the problem is, but I, you, you what you're going against everything every Formula One driver has ever said there. Because every Formula One driver says the uh, the first person you can pay yourself to is your teammate. Yeah, but don't forget we're in the different we're in a different area of Formula One now, and it's all um, all matey and chummy, and everyone works together in public. I one thing to bear in mind for no, Ricardo: all we all we ev- all we do is that. Like, it's, all we do is compare people to teammates. I mean, one thing to bear in mind about Ricardo: there's only two races so far this season where he hasn't finished in the points. Yeah, he's got a good car. He should be in the points. He should be in Q3. Yeah, and that's what—that's exactly what I was saying before. That is his major fault this season. And he would probably be further up further up in yeah, the but, points if he could actually get to grips with the car better for qualifying. There's no denying... Yeah, you, but he's not. Well, I never said he wasn't. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, he's, the, the thing is, I, how, how long did McLaren give him? They I re- gave Perez a year. if it was me, if it was... They did. Different McLaren, though, as well. But the I, I think the they have to be thinking now. Because don't forget, he'll be he'll be on a good chunk of change, you know. He because he was like a, a ten ten million plus guy, wasn't he? Uh, Ooh, I, I heard quite a bit more than that. So yeah, I think I think I you're about double to, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you're at least fifty to sixty six percent too low there. <laughs> Well, was that? See, yeah, I, I had fourteen in my head. I had, I had twenty seven. Yeah, if, if he's in the twenties, crazy, wow, because um, he is not twenty seven millions worth of a driver right now. No, I'll give you that. And he's definitely, will, he's definitely it, it, not been value for money. <laughs> but this is the thing: I think McLaren will, like I keep saying about um, Mercedes losing championships because of Bottas. I think McLaren will lose to Ferrari over the course of the season because of what Ricardo's doing. Um, I think that there's a chance. I mean, they've, ex- they've extended it by a point. It was eighteen. It was eighteen points last time. It's nineteen points now, so they're in a slightly better position. Yeah, but again, though, his car. If you look at the where Ferrari were. I don't. I don't think he should have been. Even. Even. I know he qualified badly, but the if if even if you look at race trim, like 
Lando was lapping the same sort of speed as McLaren's and Matt, like, hanging on as best he could to the back. Well, Lando should have been lapping the same time as a McLaren since he's in one. You mean lapping the same speed as Mercedes? (laughs) Oh, Mercedes, right. Oh, sorry, sorry. Mercedes, (laughs) yeah, yeah, sorry. Mercedes. Um, I like the Ferraris couldn't have lapped at that speed. So that me that says to me that even through the race, even after qualifying badly, um, Ricardo should have been able to make his way through enough to where he wasn't being hunted down by the Mercedes at the end of the race, simply due to the fact they had a quicker car for the entirety of the race. Yeah, the pro- the problem is getting through traffic, and that's the issue. And if you qualify badly then you are going to struggle to get through that much traffic. I mean, where did, where did Sonoda end up qualifying? Because, because of his train. He was, running, he was running about seventh. About seventh. And he was, he was forming the train. And there was a lot of cars that you thought would have been faster than him that couldn't get through. I think if it was anyone that wasn't Danny Rick, we'd be calling for his job. As a podcast, not. Like, I, I know there's people out there but you know, it's. I, I think if it, I think if it wasn't Danny Rick, we would be, because I'm and I'm not I'm not saying they should replace him, and he's you know he and he he does have enough sort of historic, um, historic historic kudos backed up to sort of drive him through this. But if he's still doing this after the summer break into the into the summer break, I I don't know what you do. So should Aston Martin get rid of Vettel? Um, I think Vettel th- might Vettel... go of his own accord. Mm. Yeah, but I think Vettel's doing better compared to Stroll than um, Ricardo is compared to Lando. That's what I mean. There's no, there's, there's no, def- there's no defense in, as far as teammates go because he's doing the worst against he's doing the worst against his teammate. Than Strictly any other speaking, on the I think grid. that's Bottas. I think Bottas has the biggest point. No, not Bottas. Perez. Perez has the biggest points gap to teammate. I, I mean positions as well. I so I, I mean that points gap is going to grow when you've mm. got, um, like when when you've got one guy that's actually winning races and getting more podiums than you. But so you know, even if you're two places behind him, if you're off the podium, that that gap's going to grow. But you know, Perez has won a race. You yeah, know, he's he's. Whereas if that would be like. If if Lando had gone out of the uh, that race, like Ricardo was nowhere near to try and pick up that podium they could have got. Yeah, I mean, yes, he should he should be further up, and he should you know I, it's just all coming down to single lap pace and bad qualifying. Maybe, like I say, we'd have to look at his lap times. I I I would hazard a guess that it's not all single lap. I've spent the entirety of this discussion trying to find them and they are not freely available on the internet. Yeah. Or not in a place I know to look. I I think... uh, Because there'd have been times where he was like in in free air. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to see what what his lap times were like compared to uh, Lando's. I reckon he'd be a few tenths a lap off him. I'll see if, you can, see if I can find anything on Forex and I'll um, have a look at some numbers. I'll fail in that. They're not freely available. <laughs> yeah. 
Right, top two. Um, pro- probably an all in, probably an all in one for uh, Mercedes and Red Bull. Start with Perez. Um, torrid, you could say. Eventful, I think. <laughs> Penalised and penalising is one way of putting it. Eh? Well, he got he got penalties and he managed to cause a penalty. Oh right, okay. Um. Yeah, so any of the three any of the three events that he was in, if we were stewards, were they penalties? Because I said th- it had to be an all or nothing, because it was three very similar situations. That's the thing, isn't it? Once you decide one of those three incidents is a penalty, then the other two kind of have to be because they're very similar. Not entirely convinced the first one is. No, I don't. I- I don't think. Um, I mean, he was offline with Lando, and I couldn't actually see who was ahead. But he was running. He was running wider, and he put the car somewhere where, if he was carrying on at that speed, he was going to go off track. Now, I saw I saw a tweet from Virtual Snapman earlier saying, <coughs> you know, the stewards have to um, stewards have to sort of make it known that you can't go back to the days of wheel-to-wheel banging racing, otherwise you will get the Senna-Schumacher-esque take another driver out and you know you'll get away scot-free because um, you can just call it a racing incident. Mm-hmm. So the stewards have to do something about it. But, conversely, does that lead to you put yourself in a position where you're going to end up going off track but it looks like you're trying to make a pass and you've been forced out? That's the equivalent of the football dive. Yeah, yeah. It also um, it also feels a little bit pointless when Ross Braun said that they want to make these cars next year like more durable. So if there is a bit of banging in wheel to wheel combat, there isn't bits of aero flow flying off them all over the place. Um, it it makes it pointless doing that if you're gonna fucking give someone a five second penalty every time they scrub together yeah I mean you know the the whole thing last year was just let them race well so actually just let them race yeah <laughs> now it's just let them race but we'll decide the finishing order in the stewards room afterwards I think if I if th- either of those moves had gone from the inside where someone took the inside line to take someone and pushes them out wide off the track, um, I think that should be considered like a penalty because you are you're, you're trying to overtake someone and you're pushing out. If you're trying to overtake somebody on the outside and you put your car on the outside, where the guy which already owns that corner because you mm-hmm. you haven't got like a couple of a couple of wheels ahead of their nose, um, if they've already won that corner and naturally. Like the slip of the tires and is gonna is gonna push them wide. I I think you should expect it if you're gonna if you're gonna put your car there, you should be expected to run out of road. Yeah. Yeah. I do not disagree, and I think that's sort of what Lando said, and mm-hmm. and apparently what Christian Horner said as well. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, crazy situation, and it's it was a real shout. I'm like. I mean, I don't know if you guys were looking on Twitter at the time when that happened, but like, it was just a sea of people saying 
if we can't do this, we might as well pack up and go home. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw enough tweets. There were, um, I was chatting with um, chatting with a lot of people on Discord, and that was basically the the crux of the conversation then as well. You know, um, absolutely ridiculous penalty, and. You're going to get to the point where people just don't go for overtakes at all because they think if they get one tiny bit wrong, then they're going to end up with a penalty and that's going to be the end of their race anyway. And then you end up with boring races. Everything's, yeah. like, everything's standardised like France. Except this Don't year. knock this year's France. <laughs> Do you think it might be a um, lack of experience in his job from Michael Massey? Well, it's it's Possible. not it's not really Massey that makes the decision, is it? Because um, all right, he's race director and he orders the stewards to look at something, and then it's the stewards that take the call on um, what the penalty is going to be, mm, or if there is like one. Derek Warwick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's the stewards that have the final call on it, and. You know, they're, they're working under the direction of the FIA. And are the FIA just being generally too... too wrap it up in cotton wool about the whole thing? But, like you say, though, it's him who refers it to the stewards, so he's looked at that and felt like it's more than a racing incident. Mm. Which is bizarre. I mean, Charlie, Charlie Whiting, of course, is a hard act to follow. Yeah. Um, would always be, and... Was generally, on the whole, seen as the fairest person ever to do the job. And I don't know if it's a lack of experience for Massey, but he's got he's got a different style of doing things. I saw him described um, I saw him described online as somebody who always talks to you like he's talking down to you. He does come across as a bit of a smoke twat. Mm. No, well, if we ever get him for an interview, we'll have to um, we'll have to get him to tell us what mansplaining really is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving next up, well, I mean, we've not said a lot about Perez's race performance, but it's it's another of those it's another of those Perez races where possibly trying a bit too hard because mm-hmm. mistakes have been made and trying to over overcorrect them. I think that was it. I think particularly with Leclerc, it was trying to overcorrect the earlier issues. That's, that seems to become a sort of common thread with uh, with Checo since he's moved to Red Bull. I don't, I, I've not noticed him do it before, but when things go wrong, he tries too hard to put things right and ends up making it worse. It's the life of the Red Bull number two driver. You know if things aren't going well, it's uh, your, not good. It's your fault and your neck on the chopping block. Uh, right, Hamilton. Um going to have to be very careful what we say about Hamilton when he uh, finished fourth because obviously if <clears throat> you know because we're mentioning that he didn't come on the podium we must be a load of Hamilton haters but if according to the Autosport, Autosport article he had damage and lost 30 points of downforce although I don't know what a point of downforce is worth then we're defending him and being fanboys so Lewis Hamilton came fourth I agree um i i i feel that we should do bottas um and lando at the same time here because they're very much uh they're very much part of this story aren't they 
Pretty much, yeah. 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 Because I don't believe they should have swapped the drivers round because even if even if they lost second, um if Mercedes lose the drivers championship by a couple of points, they're gonna look pretty fucking stupid. But if they'd have lost second, they'd have lost more points than they did by losing third. No, but I meant you've got what they've got one guy in the drivers' championship. Yeah, but yeah, as a team though, it was the mm. right decision. It was unfortunate that for them, the right the the right way around would be if Bottas's car was damaged rather than Hamilton's. But once yeah, if once he's got damaged, there's not a great deal they can do. It was yeah. it was when aside for go and get Bottas to try and I don't know do something to Verstappen, which was never going to happen. But it but was, they, they it threw was when, Hamilton to the wolves, didn't they? Because well, they it had was to. Obvious. It, yeah, but it was when it was when they said at first to Bottas, "Don't race." Yeah, that was fucking ridiculous. And I was I was thinking at that point, right? So if he does, we know he's uh, we know he's on his way out. I think that was the right thing to do. I think the right thing they should have done was try and hold Lando up with Bottas as long as they could. We've seen Bottas try to hold people up, though. It doesn't go well. It doesn't go well. So he'd have got Bottas, then he'd have got Hamilton. But maybe he could have kept... Because they'd have lost time time fighting, and maybe he could have kept it long enough that Lewis would have kept his second place. I don't see it, personally. I think Hamilton, if his car was damaged... Mm-hmm. I don't think he would have ever, ever have had enough of a gap. We saw Norris didn't end up that far behind Bottas in the grand scheme of things, and that was a a Bottas at full chat. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it depends, doesn't it? Because mm. I know, obviously, the constructors is important to the team. Yeah. But I've I've never quite understood whether is the drivers' championship more important to the team. I would think from a... Monitor, like a, a monetary point of view, as far as getting sponsors on board, mm-hmm. having the world driver and drivers champion in your team is more impressive than having the constructors championship. So depend depends if you're Ferrari or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I think that they didn't do enough to protect the damage that was happening to Lewis Hamilton. I I think they should have told Bottas he couldn't race Lewis tried to hold Lando up at very least you would have had Lewis third and still on the podium and that comes from a non-Lewis Hamilton fan (laughs) (laughs) this week (laughs) yeah I think I think for this stage of the season I think it's too soon to go all in on one driver and be like oh this is the championship guy so we're doing that when you officially start the season by saying, "Yeah, it's a level team." Bloody blah. Um, They've got to. Well, at the point at the point we're at now, Hamilton is over um, two race two race wins ahead of Bottas. You know, the, and isn't uh, 50, Max Verstappen the fifty-eight two points. race wins ahead of? But no, it's only thirty-one, Stappen... isn't it? It's only thirty thirty-one. Um, what between Lewis and Bottas? No, between between Verstappen and Lewis. Uh, thirty-two. Thirty-two. Excuse 32. me. Excuse me. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it like nearly forty points between Bottas and Hamilton? Thirty-two. Oh, thirty-two. Yeah. Thirty-two between everyone. Thirty-two between Bottas and Hamilton. Um, Fifty-eight between Hamilton and Bottas. No, Verstappen and Hamilton was what I. 
Between Verstappen and Hamilton is 32. 32, right. I've said 32. God knows how many times. Yes, I think that's yeah. what got me confused. Mm. Yeah, Verstappen has a lead of over one race over Hamilton, but Hamilton has a lead... You know, Verstappen has nearly got twice as many points as Bottas. Yeah. Mercedes mm-hmm. only have one guy in the in the Drivers' Championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, so do Red Bull, you know, the the... But Red Bull went into that the season like that, you know. Even if Perez could have, at least Perez done is a third. little bit more. Where yeah. is Bottas? Is Bottas actually fourth now? Fifth. Is behind he still La- fifth? Yeah, behind Lander. Nine nine points behind Lander. Mm. It's not ideal. Not good luck. Not good luck at all. And in, in the constructors, you've got uh, Red Bull being forty six points ahead of Mercedes, who were then one hundred and one points ahead of McLaren. But yeah, it's two horse races. Mm-hmm. Two horse races for both with Lando slash McLaren picking up whatever's left. Um, but no, I think I think I mean I think that we're going for constructors' points. It, when it when it gets to the point, and I think it'll be after the summer break, they're going to have to throw throw all in with Lewis. And for the second half of the season, it will be Valtteri. You are not allowed to race. It's James. Yeah, I still stick by. If they lose it by a couple of points, they're going to look daft. To be honest, with the current form that Red Bull are in, I don't. I think Mercedes are going to lose the, lose both championships by more than a couple of points. Maybe, maybe. I mean, we'll we'll have to see. We're in an odd situation, though, aren't we? When you've got a you've got a, a race that's been done twice that clearly favoured Red Bull over Mercedes. Um, and every other race we've had, it's looked a lot closer than this. So we'll know in Silverstone, won't we? If 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 Red Bull are fucking romping off down the road again, then we're in trouble championship-wise as far as seeing any sort of close battle. But uh, it, we, it, we might go back to the the time where Red Bull and Mercedes are close. I think Mercedes have got an update coming, haven't they? They have, after Toto said they weren't doing any. <laughs> I, I wonder if what Toto meant was... They're not making any more, or they're not coming up with any more new updates. But they've still got an update schedule for Are what they've already done. Are you suggesting that Toto done. has been loose with the truth? I, mm. I, I think he's been um, economical with the language. Uh huh. You know, we're, we're not going to develop any new updates from here, but he didn't say there's no more updates in currently in development and being tested. All right, Toto's lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all yeah. Every F one press release always read what it doesn't say. This is true. <laughs> um, but in the end, it was a bloody easy win for Verstappen. Yeah, you, you know, good start. Put his foot down. Checks out. Bonus that- pit stop at the end, just because he had time for it. Yeah. Did La- Did Lando get driver of the day? No, it was Max, I think, wasn't it? Did he really? Or was it? No, Lando? no, it was it Lando. Lando. It was it was Lando. The, the, I saw the interview in the car. <laughs> um, er, everyone was wanting to vote for Kimmy just to see what his in-car interview would be like because yeah. that, that's because they're going all Formula E now and um, doing the in-car interviews. Yeah, and I know American racers did it first, but we didn't watch American racing until a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was Lando that got driver of the day. Right, rock stars and wankers. Oh. Uh, stewards for the uh, the old wankers. Yeah. Um, the rules, the like the the way the rules are actually written. Yeah. 
because it lends itself to bollocks like this. Um, I want to put Alonzo in both Rockstar and Wanker. For taking the point off George, but being a decent human being about it. And um, actually being able to get 10th place from where he was after getting qualifying buggered up. Mm. Off track Rockstar for Mazepin for presenting Gunter Steiner with a door or a fuck smash door in retaliation to the spinning top. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I can't can't really think of anything. I can't remember any more rock starry vibes. I'm I'm saying it for being a second behind in qualifying. Daniel Ricciardo is a wanker at the minute for what he's doing in that car. Mm, Quali wanker is reasonable. Yeah. Um, oh, one, one other rock star. Uh, the guy that was filling in for Alex Jakes on um, F3 oh, yeah, this weekend. He was he was a good tribute act. He was um, Alex Jakes having to isolate due to COVID. Um, the other commentator that got in along, um, alongside Jordan King did a bloody good job on the F3. Um, other wanker was the female pundit from F1 TV. I forget what her name is. She was in the sky for a hot minute. I forgot what her name is. Rosanna very, Tennant. Very, very posh blonde. Yeah, Rosanna, Ros- Tennant. Rosanna yeah. Tennant. You've hated her since the Mercedes launch in 2018. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and um, but like she keeps calling Quali the Power Hour. Yeah, this is a twatish name for a thing. Yeah, the power yeah. the Power Hour was music boxes equivalent of Headbangers Ball in the nineteen eighties. I used to work at a radio station that had a Power Hour, and what it was uh, code for is an hour of back to back tunes, so we don't have to pay a presenter for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd also say that it sounds like. Um, it sounds like a section of of a night in a gay nightclub, you know, where where they just like play like like really hard European dance music or something like that. All, all the camp classics, but of course it has. Yeah. but it has to start with snap. Incidentally, um, Harry Benjamin was the yes. name of the F three commentator that you. Harry Benjamin, yeah, yeah. Fan- fantastic job. Definitely, definitely better than any of us could have done. Well, Don't, yes, doubt it. <laughs> Uh, right, on to the news. Uh, apparently, Hamilton signed something at the weekend. He gave his autograph away. And... This pissed F3 off because it was announced about two minutes before their first race of the weekend started, so they were fuming. <laughs> and um, everyone that claimed Hamilton will definitely be retiring at the season, oh, yeah, I can't see him going on. That's it. He's going he's gonna to finish. Um, well, no, apparently not. You're stuck with him until uh, 2023. I thought he'd retire. I mean, we've seen thought, we've seen drivers yeah. with contracts retire. Oh yeah, I mean, we all know that an F one contract yeah. isn't worth the paper it's written on. But something tells me you'll see this one out. I just I just wonder whether the the talk of him being worried about Russell is right. Be interesting to see. Yeah, it'll if, be if, it'll if, be good to find out who the teammate is and if that veto actually exists. If Russell isn't in that car and Bottas is, the veto exists. That does seem like a reasonable assumption. Yeah, because the, the, there's no on Bottas's current form. There is no way you'd keep him in the car, even as a number two, because he's not doing the number two job that well. Like week in, week out, he can do the number two job, you know, on on his day. Uh, but yeah, you'd replace him unless there's a veto in there that means he doesn't want that. I mean, you've got like the likes of 
Fernando Alonso going around singing George Russell's praises. Uh, I think if you were the established world champion, you'd be a bit worried about that. Well, we know how well Lewis and Alonso get on. <laughs> I think they're pretty cool now, aren't they? I think I think it's mellowed. Yeah, I think mm. there's a sort of uh, a respect, if not a friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hamilton's probably sort of, oh, two titles, well done, mate. <laughs> 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 they they were never they were never fully like after that was over it was never like the Hill Schumacher thing though was it no there was genuine genuine animosity between Hill and Schumacher to be honest there was genuine animosity animosity between Schumacher and anyone he screwed over <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> I mean you drive into the side of somebody I, mean, I, I suppose Lewis Lewis and uh, Fernando could fall out with each other because they gave Kimmy a championship. It wasn't like they took each other out. They took like they, they sorry, took one each one of them out. They took the team out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kimmy probably still sends them Christmas cards. <laughs> um, right. The other the other thing is they're already discussing the twenty twenty five engines. Um, early signs. Can of... we get the twenty twenty two cars first? No, not a chance. <laughs> In 2025. No, I'm going to start it now. So when the 2025 engines come in in 2026, optimistic. Only going for the no, year. Paul, because that means we've been through another fucking hell of a year of a pandemic. Oh just, no, it just means F1 hasn't got its shit in order. Oh well, I don't know. I don't know it's what, not why we. It's not why we haven't got new cars. It's why we had. It, it was delayed for a year before it was delayed for a year because of COVID. Was it not? Were they not meant to be the 2020 cars originally? No, it was 2021. Was it always 2021? I, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. The, big, the big joke was when 2021 happens in 2022. <laughs> and then, yeah. it go, then it goes and happens. So when 2025 happens in 2024, because they're going to they're gonna be extra efficient just to make up for it this Controversial. time. Controversial. Okay. These all sound like lines from 1984. <laughs> it all sounds like new speak, doesn't it? <laughs> the clock was just striking 13. <laughs> but yeah, apparently the next engines, it's still going to be a 1.6 litre turbo hybrid. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at getting rid of the MGUH and putting a more powerful MGUK in. And it's going to be all sustainable fuel based, or mostly sustainable fuel based. I just can't see them running on biodiesel. It's called lip service until they can, somebody can work their head around fucking... Um, hydrogen? What you call it? Hydrogen, yeah. The, 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 idea, the idea of Formula One being able to be carbon neutral is hilarious. It is wild, isn't it? Like, they are going to have to plant some trees. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this is the, like, heart, it's... The whole the whole thing about the 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 credit system, like you know, carbon credits and offsetting carbon footprint and things like that. I'm not being funny, and I'm not I'm not the greatest fucking green warrior by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but this is like buying chocolates for your next door neighbour after you've killed the neighbour in the house next door. Do you know what I mean? It's so not, are you sorry? Not, are you buying chocolates for the? The dead neighbour or for the neighbour the other side? No, no. You've killed the neighbour to the left and you're giving chocolates to the neighbour on the right. Okay, right, I got you. You know, it it doesn't work and it's just all... I don't know, it depends what the neighbour on the left's up to. Bearing in mind in the direction where sat who our neighbour on the left is. (laughs) (laughs) 
feel that's an in joke. <laughs> it's the landlady. Oh right, okay. <laughs> well then, do that. You got yourself a flat, haven't you? <laughs> Should be too that's drunk to the, notice. Yeah, that's the rules. It's like Highlander. Um, well, were they drunk as well? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, there was one of the one of the one of them was Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, they were Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I it's I find it strange. I, I find I find the 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 idea of Formula One trying to be carbon neutral odd. Yeah, when they're all running around in uh, private jets to get places, and you go, yeah, well that doesn't count. That's not part of Formula One. We don't talk about the private jet. Yeah, but Lu- Lewis has a private jet, but he's vegan. Right. So okay. so yeah, the plant <laughs> the plant based diet I think is is meant to offset a jet. Is he replacing all the plants that he eats? Oh, that's a good point. Has anyone well, ever asked a vegan if they've done that? Right. I have, a, I have a, pl- I, a theory that every time somebody takes a step forward with something, then the people that make the step forward get upset because they've got nothing to fight for anymore. So what happens is when the vegan war is over and there's more vegans about, that means the people that were originally vegan will be so upset that they've got nothing to make them feel special, nothing to fight for. They will then fight for vegetable rights and claim that veg- vegetables, like you can't kill vegetables, they're people too. And then these people will be walking around trying to eat like Bioair or something like that. I'm pretty sure there's somebody on the island who you've turned down as a guest on Must See Audio already starting to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if he's a vegan, though. No, no, he's he's, he's well against all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> let's, move, let's move away from him. Right, um, Aston Martin signed another Red Bull Aero guy. Yeah, so they stole the, the head Aero a couple of weeks ago, and they've now got another one who I'd forgotten was on the list and uh, forgotten his name. So there's a good story. Give me two seconds while I uh, while I Google this story. So basically, Aston Martin are just um, throwing money at anyone who they can bring into the team. Yeah, so they stole, they stole Dan Fellows. I think we talked about that last week. They have now hired uh, Red Bull designer Andrew Alessi to be their head of technical operations. So this is someone who would have been, I think, directly below Dan Fallows. So they're just pulling the rug out of out of Adrian Newey's department, basically. Pretty much. You know, by, by the end of the year, it's going to be Newey, his pencil, his drawing board, and everybody else will be wearing green. <laughs> or on gardening leave before the wear it. Maybe they're planting trees. To replace it. Makes you wonder. I mean, I, I, know, I know money is the... Uh... Is the the catalyst to all this sort of stuff, but it makes you wonder about what it's like working inside like Red Bull with a um, with an overlord like New, you know, someone that is so militant with mm. it's it's their way or the highway because you know it's there's been some senior members that you would have thought would have been sticking around, like even going to McLaren as well, you know, with uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name now. The aerodynamicist. Um. You know, it, it seems that when an opportunity is arose, and there's been quite a few jumpers after that rope. Yeah, I mean, when you know, when you're thinking sort of, I I don't like it here. It's too dictatorial. I'm going to go work for that nice Mister Stroll. 
this is it, isn't it? Are it's it's. I don't think it is just the money. It is the the freedom. And you cannot buy your freedom. Or some shit. No, like no, that. that that was Braveheart. That's the that's the wrong Scottish <laughs> fighting movie. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, how how much? You know, how much power does Marco have over the factory? Please, no jokes about keeping an eye on it. <laughs> But they're so obvious. Yeah, I know. Um, that's why. I, that's why I got that line in, so I could get the joke in first. Yeah, is 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 he that much of a sort of dictatorial micromanager? I'd think so. Mm. I mean, I get I get the feeling he is because he was he was behind sending uh, sending Sonoda to Italy to get micromanaged by Franz Tost. And. Yeah, is he is he going to be like that in the um, in the factory as well? Is is there only sort of Adrian Newey that he's not got sort of full one hundred percent life rights over? Well, let's face it, geniuses tend to be difficult people to work with. Mm-hmm. Look at the trouble you guys have with me. <laughs> yeah, you can't cope with us. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been a bit quicker with that one. Yeah, see, that's the issue there. You were you were not genius level speed. No, that is. <laughs> I'm built for comfort. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, it's a tricky one. Mm. We're gonna someone, have... someone like Newey as well is gonna. He, he's been sort of more established in F1 pre Red Bull. So if Helmut Marko turns up and tells him like, "Hey, this is how we do things," someone of a Newey level of establishment can say, "No, piss off." Yeah. But it, mm. one of the sort of the newer up and coming guys tries that, they're not going to go so well for them. Yeah, maybe maybe these two have just said it and suddenly found themselves having to get new jobs and <laughs> Stroll was the only option. We, sh- we shall see when their hostage video comes out. <laughs> right, and the other thing, following on from uh, Max Mosley, the documentary, is an eight part series on Bernie. Done by the same people who did the Senna movie. So, with Senna and the other big one they did about Amy Winehouse, they waited till they were dead. So, the feck knows what this means they've got on Bernie. Something tells me in a, in a few dozen years' time we'll get the ten-part version with um, the director's <laughs> cut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bernie's, Bernie's one of these that's... He's had an interesting career. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see it. I'm definitely very keen to see what the feck this is going to be about yeah it's going to be called lucky incidentally um i think god i hope that britney spears songs the the opening title could you imagine i think it is going to be a a sort of a a liberty media distributed number by the looks of it ah so we'll get it on f1 tv for those three days a year that it works on the isle of man do something about that f1 yeah i mean i i know it's it's the trendy thing to do is to is to slag Bernie Eccleston off. I know we've we, we've done it ourselves in this podcast, but we've made a bloody career yeah. out of it. But the guy's a fucking hero. Like if you, yeah, if we're perfectly honest, that like the what he did, you know, without him, does Formula One become what what it is? Does it ever leave the like the gentleman racer sort of well, no, era behind. No, because with, without him, it would have still been blokes called Reg hammering a car together in a shed. Yeah. 
Uh, it's, you know, even down to like you know that the the bringing the safety in and um, was it was it the German Grand Prix where he said he he said if they didn't change the circuit they they were, he was going to go and tell his drivers not to race. Yeah, you know it's the 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 guy maybe stuck around a little bit too long, but ultimately was a force for good within that sport. He did. He definitely did more good than bad. Even over the whole of his career, especially the you know the last last few years when he was coming up with the most random most random crap going, but there, there's been some races where I'd kill to see sprinklers. <laughs> yeah, well, but that's the thing. I think I, I don't I don't know if he the the only thing I think he would do I, I, he's done bad is he was maybe let's say lenient on the side of Ferrari. Yeah, when it came to certain issues. Uh, um, and let's call a spade a small shovel. He's uh he fucking he helped them cheat to a certain extent. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. If a team boss had his ear, then they could they could get away with more. For definite. Um. You know, and I think Ross Brown definitely had his ear because Ferrari and Benetton cheated like fuck, and who was at both of those when there was when there was cheating going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think, uh, but no, I, I'm I'm looking forward looking forward to seeing this. Watch it on a double bill with the Max Mosley one. You get both sides of the story, left, <laughs> left and far right. It could be interesting to sort of piece. <laughs> hey! It could be quite fun to sort of piece them together and see where the. Uh... The differences of opinion are. Yeah, that could be good. Oh, it, sorry, it's just hit me talking about circuits. We missed we missed one rock star off from this week's race. The fucking anthem. Oh, the anthem was wild. Shred I, version. I've never I done missed it. I, oh, what I are you have doing? never. I, they did a Euro metal shred guitar version of the Austrian anthem. I have never thrown the horns during an anthem before. This wow. was this was the Australian female Ingve Malmsteen, but good. Do you say Australian? Austrian, Aust- Austrian female Ingve Malmsteen, but good. <laughs> It'll be on YouTube somewhere. If you, if you didn't see, it, you have a look. I mean, for a start, they had ten drummers. Did they? Yeah. Oh. I think even Statman tweeted, "Wait, is this the anthem?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beat the crap out of Opus the other year. Which that in itself was a bit wild. So yeah, go go look back at the anthem. You know, you you you're reviewing metal tracks for must see audio at the minute. This this might this might have to be one on the watch list. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Is it shunting time? It can I be. Now that can be. absolutely be. Now that oh, people have been sending word. them through. It turns out that when I said if people don't want total shunt, it goes away. It turns out that people didn't like the idea of not having <laughs> that anymore. Even it's I've been a fruitful week there. Even I've been sent seven. Jesus Christ! And the funny thing was, every everyone turned around and turned around and said, "Yeah, well, you know, seeing how you've got no shunts, I was there looking at the thing, and I have now. <laughs> it just just because you've sent one in doesn't mean it's the first one. So, so anyway. you're good for about six months now." I think I think we're good. I think I, I need to go through them because there were so many. I need to go through, tick them off, and 
file them. <laughs> um, you've got that many. You've got to do filing. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it now. Now we've got total shunt admin to do. Um, right, there's loads of them. We'll go. Some of them, what I will say is, some people sent them in and they don't put the numbers next to the clues. I fucking hate that because you essentially give me a sentence and say, work out where the clues start and finish yourself, <laughs> dickhead. And Lee, I know you're not talking over me in the Riz lag. You'd never be that rude. <laughs> no, ever. <laughs> I've just seen your message come up now. Right. Now, having having spent see... most of the start of my day at the mercy of the the island's internet in uh, at Timwald, yeah, it's not good today. <laughs> the island's internet has reached capacity. Both computers are plugged in. <laughs> uh... Don't don't change your mind last minute. We've got a podcast waiting and everything. So I was just seeing that there was one I wanted to do, but I think the guy sent me three. Wow. And, uh, yeah, he sent me three, and he didn't put the name down for uh, for for the third one. So I Sorry, think. Sorry, so it sent you a set of clues, but no answer. Well, this could be this could be interesting. <laughs> this could actually be a shunt where Lee takes part and asks the questions at the same time, <laughs> and there is no answer at the end of it. <laughs> Right, no, I've got it. Here we are. Cool. Right. Who's it from, this firstly? One, well, let me tell you. <laughs> this one was is from Mr. Rune Wenzel Helms. Okay. Wenzel is a fucking middle name, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rune Wenzel Helms, that, that sounds a little bit Danish. Now, if you're listening to this on Thursday, I'm either very sorry that you're out or I hate you. It also feels like it should end with, like, the third. <laughs> it does. It feels very grand as a name. I like it. I welcome yeah, Mr. A, Rune. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I like it. Um, I was born. Yay. In 2014. Ooh, hell. Oh, right. Are you on the Red Bull Young Drivers program or have you been kicked off? Probably been kicked old? off by now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Roscoe again, is it? Despite my name, I am not from Sicily. Okay. Interesting. I think it's... Is it Sicily? S-I-C-I-L-Y. That is the island of Sicily. Yeah, sorry. It's in my, my dyslexia was fucking flaring up. <laughs> Bloody um, Italian islands and then don't, don't, don't we share a flag with them? No idea. They do have a three legs on their flag, I think, similar to the Manx three legs, but obviously not as good. Number three, my service is specially targeted to an adult audience. I would like a guess. Oh. My service is fucking Pornhub. That does not <laughs> sound like it's from Sicily. <laughs> no, but they gave, they gave free subscriptions to everyone in Italy at the start of the first lockdown last year. <laughs> <laughs> did, did they? Yes. Everybody was rushing to find Italian VPNs. Nice. <laughs> I think they did it as well for like the US election. They gave everyone who voted a free pass for a week or something like that. Um, Italian sounding sort of digital service type thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, the closest I've got is Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> is Sicily the one that the mafia is from? I think so, yeah. Allegedly. Oh, is that allegedly? Um, yeah. yeah. don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. I just no. want to sort of think out loud, really. Yeah, I have no... Yeah, we'll go. We'll go with Pornhub as a Why first guess. Why the fuck not? <laughs> Lovely. You, um, you, just, just as an aside, if you're on iRacing and you use Trading Paints, you can get your account banned if you upload a Pornhub livery. That's ridiculous. That's information someone's found out through experience. Yes, it is, isn't it, Josh Levy, who does iRacing with us in the uh, Three Legs Four Wheels League? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Uh, despite attain, dis- despite attaining some fame i do not have a wikipedia page i i i'm thinking that maybe this might have been the first point of call for this person when he was trying to put the <laughs> <together>. <laughs> oh, i'm gonna look on their wikipedia page for one more clue they don't have a wikipedia page that in itself is a clue <laughs> is it us <laughs> we don't have a wikipedia page and no, three, it sounds like we come from Sicily. There's three legs on the Sicilian oh, flag. Oh, shit. That might be a thing. But we were born in 2015. Ah. Oh, the podcast young. was. The, the website started in 2014. Too young. Oh, it could be us. <laughs> Number five. My first on-track appearance was in, the, was in F2000. It's not us. <laughs> right, okay. So, I mean, F2000 sort of regional series as uh, one, <clears throat> one of the Formula Ford or Formula Renault ones. It's going to it's going to be some it'll be, you know, it'll be a sponsor of some description or like a, a thing like like the Halo but not the Halo. Yeah, it's a bit too late for the hands. Mm. Mm. Still got another clue before the guess. Yes. I'm just disappointed it's not us. <laughs> Some of these clues are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're saying it still could be? No, no, I'm just I'm not saying anything about who it could be. <laughs> I'm just saying some of these clues are wrong and we might we might be able to go through them at the end. It's the lack of Wikipedia page that's caused the issues here. Uh However, my background is in Formula E. It is us! Formula 2000, Dave Daddario's car. First first driver to carry a logo. First tweet about three legs, four wheels. Bloody hell, Formula E's boring. A lot of, even though there's a lot of XF1 drivers. It's us! <laughs> is that the guess? I th- it seems reasonable. I'm going for, I'm going for that. surprisingly logical. <laughs> I'm going for that. It's bloody us. <laughs> Number seven. I've since diversified into other motorsports. Uh, like IndyCar, iRacing. Um, all right. Where we've, where we've had the logo, there's been quite a lot of karting. Matt Steele's got the logo on his uh, karting suit. Um, Adam Smith's got it on his autocross car. Number eight. Yeah. I, I, I now run my own international racing series. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> Nine, 
amongst the most famous uh, drivers, I have had George Russell and Lando Norris. Facts. For, yes, definitely. <laughs> but we can't. But we can't also forget uh, Dave Daddario's previously mentioned Alice Powell, uh, Abby Pulling, Johnny Herbert, Johnny Herbert, and uh, Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Bottas, and um, Robert Kubica by proxy. Number ten. I, however, I am probably most known for mentioning Jensen Button. <laughs> <laughs> he has been known to be a favourite. I'm going to regret asking this question. Is there a spaffer? No, there is no spaffer. Oh, that's a shame. Is it three legs, four wheels? It is three legs, four wheels. <laughs> Good Lord. What a triumphant return for a total shunt. What a boy. It's the first time I've, I've, had, I've heard us compared to Pornhub, though. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Ah, thank you for that. Yep. I th- I didn't realise the Formula E tweet, but yeah, I didn't I didn't get that because that because that's where I thought because uh, he said uh, the the reason you put a podcast together was for Formula E. I was there thinking I don't remember doing a Formula E. It was podcast. triggered by Formula E. It was triggered by the first Formula E race, which was 2014. Um, mm. When I put on Facebook, a lot of XF1 drivers in Formula E still a bit boring though. And they just followed on this huge conversation from it, which by the end of the conversation in the comments, me and Flood had decided to start a blog and a forum for Isle of Man Formula One fans. And then a few months later, we thought, let's do a podcast. And I thought, Lee's been trying to get one going for a while. Let's get him in as well. And we've never never looked forward since. The funny thing is, trying to put a blog and a page together for Isle of Man Formula One One fans, and uh, and ever since then, even though like we've now acquired quite a few thousand listeners, realistically on the Isle of Man side, we've been met with nothing but silence. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Uh, that that is not true, actually. Um, no, Ryan Neal, Ryan, Ryan Neal will be listening. I was going to say, right, Ryan, Ryan was there yeah. from the start, aka Ryan from Onken. And um, now I was uh, I was at work um, back end of last year, and somebody uh, somebody new had just come into the company, and they came in came into my department. I work in IT because I wanted something picking up, and they heard me talking to somebody. So I did a double take, and um, so, so excuse excuse me, I've got to, I've got to ask you 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 don't do a podcast, do you? It's like Formula One one. I thought I recognised your voice. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I'd be working with you. Oh fuck. <laughs> so yeah, there is somebody I work with. Listen, somebody I work with that listened to us, and and there's been a few more people that have started listening since. So I think we've now got twenty listeners on the Isle of Man. Wow, I, I know. <laughs> it's yeah, um, several thousand more worldwide. Um, Room, thank you for sending that in. At least we do know who we are. <laughs> Eventually, yeah, we via Pornhub. <laughs> it's how you make all the best discoveries. <laughs> um, how do you how do you send in a shunt? Because too much too much is never enough. No, too much never enough. Just send me a tweet, a private message at a total shunt, or send me an Instagram message at a total shunt with your ten clues, minimum of ten clues. You can have an eleventh spaffer in there if you want, which you can make as like reasonably easy like a giveaway one 
Uh, and put the fucking numbers next to the questions, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can also send ones for uh, the reserve list, which is looking a lot healthier now, to threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com. And if you want to get in touch on the socials, we're at Three Legs Four Wheels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, individually on Twitter, we are at Sean Cowper. Chris is at Flood Twenty One, and I'm at Pablo One Hundred. And if you want to get the show a little bit earlier, um, you can subscribe to Patreon, and we will start doing Patreon shows again soon. Now that we've managed to sort of streamline the recording process. So if you go to uh, patreon.com slash three legs, four wheels, it's the number three and the number four, because people do keep asking. Um, you can sign up there, one dollar, one euro, one pound a month. And like I say, you get the shows a little bit early and uh, there'll be um, a bit of extra contact, uh, content, extra contact, extra content as well. You can leave messages on there. So yes, there is extra contact. Um, all right. We'll be back next week with a preview just a preview not Mm -hmm. not a review and a preview we got a weekend off formula one this weekend yes which is just as well because in our international racing series we're taking part in the 24 hours of le mans again so watch out for me on twitch this weekend i'll be uh, i'll be streaming that through uh, throughout the day saturday and sunday so twitch.tv slash three legs four wheels uh we'll have a preview of that where don't forget we get two races in two weeks time because we've got the first of the sprint qualifiers. Which is going to go one way or the other. And I'm not entirely sure which. <laughs> um, until then, stay safe and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.